You've got Belgium winning the World Cup. That is outrageous. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of the International Football Podcast, the world's first podcast exclusively dealing with international football. I'm Eamon, and I'm with Tell. We are the Brothers Gunning, and we're feeling very invigorated because the World Cup is almost upon us. Today, we're going to preview all the groups to get you in the mood for the world's greatest spectacle. So we're back. This time we are not going to go through it in group order, because that would have meant starting with Group A, which in my not-so-humble opinion is the worst group that's ever been assembled for a World Cup. Couldn't bring myself to talk about them first. So this time we are going to talk about the World Cup in descending order from the favourite down to the least favourite. Okay, so who's the favourite for the World Cup, Tell? I believe it's Brazil. Brazil are the favourites, and in my opinion, I think they are worthy favorites uh, i i have a strong feeling that this is the time for them to redeem themselves after their terrible home showing in 2014 yeah well they've got they've got the team on paper that that uh, squad is just full of quality players from front to back their goalkeepers are amazing their defenders are maybe a bit on the aging side but very experienced Defenders. Yes. Midfield is outstanding and up front, I mean, well, you might say there's a couple of guys in there that aren't world class, but that's that's about it. A couple of guys that aren't world class. You've got Neymar, Jesus. They're just leaking quality all over their squad. Yeah, I agree. They qualified so well. They completely dominated the South American qualifying group probably the hardest route to the World Cup. And if you just go through the players and their team, yeah, I mean, Alisson, goalkeeper, are arguably one of the best keepers in the world at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool are uh, apparently highly interested. In I, think, I think there's a few clubs after him. He's playing at Roma currently, and I think, uh, yeah, there's definitely more than one club interested in signing him. I mean, Liverpool, obviously, high on that list in, in their search for a, a keeper after what happened in the... Um, in, in, in the Champions League final. If you go through the defenders, they've got you've got big names who are playing in the top teams in the top European leagues all, all right right way through. You've got Thiago Silva, Felipe Luis, Marcelo, uh, Miranda, all playing in these top leagues. You know, some of the other teams, the favourites in this tournament, such as, you know, Argentina, don't have that same quality right throughout, Tell. No. No. Um, like I said, I think uh, the only thing that I'm slightly worried about for Brazil here is the age of these players. Winning the World Cup is seven games over the course of a month. Mm. So you just got to be able to get back out there. Yeah, some of them are getting on a bit. Yeah, I think there's quite a few in their early 30s. Um, yeah. But, you know, they, they've got guys to come in who are younger. So maybe, maybe you might find that in some of the earlier games they'll have a little bit of rotation. If we just look at their group, you've got Switzerland, Serbia, and Costa Rica. I mean, three perfunctory teams, really. Serbia, Serbia obviously qualified out of the Irish group and just never really 
hit the heights. I didn't think. I thought so, they were they were good. I think they've got a good young team. They yeah. they, they won. I, I think 2015 they won the under 20 World Cups, and they've got some good players coming through. But yeah, they they don't have those really big names in there to make a difference to Brazil. Yeah, definitely have some great great players, right? So no doubt about it. I just don't think they have that world class quality throughout the team. And yeah, you know, like Switzerland, I I personally think have a bit more quality. They've got probably arguably the best team in their history they've got some great players like Shakiri and in my opinion will be second in that group but Costa Rica you know also a decent team I think it'll be a bit of a battle for second place in that group but I don't see any of these teams realistically challenging Brazil no uh, a class above yeah far and away class above I mean if you um, go out if you talk about some of the other big names in the Brazilian team yeah uh, you mentioned Neymar Gabriel Jesus Douglas Costa Coutinho, Fernandinho, Paulinho, yeah. Willian, I mean, Roberto Firmino. This, these, this is world-class midfield and forward yeah. uh, forward did line. You, I think you mean, did you mention Neymar? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Neymar, back from injury, there was talk a few months ago that he would miss this World Cup. He's back, he scored in the friendly mm. yesterday against Croatia. They won 1-0. Yeah. They're, you know, he's back to form. And I really, I can see them doing really well. If they get through this, their group, assuming they top the group, they, who would they get in the second round, Tell? Well, I mean, it, they'll be playing against the runners-up in the Mexican group. Yeah, yeah. So you've got Germany, Mexico, Sweden, and South Korea, I think. Obviously, most would go with Germany in that group to, to win, win it. it. Yeah. And it's a decent bet to say that Brazil might draw Mexico in the second round. I think, you know, tough game, but again, you'd have to say Brazil favourites. I can see them going a long way. They would possibly get then the winner of the the Belgium group. According to the bookmakers, the nearest challenger to Brazil is Germany. They've uh, got them at 5.5 to 1. What do you yeah. think about the German challenge as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way that the way it's worked, they can, of course, meet in the final. We'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah, if um, they both win their groups and win all their games, they will be in the final together. Yeah. So, yeah, Germany, I mean, they obviously demolished Brazil in the last World Cup. 25 minutes of just sheer destructive power that I've never seen in football. It was beautiful, like yet horrific. Yeah, yeah. I think I was amazed by it and simultaneously just horrified for the nation of Brazil. Yeah. Um, but the, 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 the way they just ripped Brazil apart. I've never seen it. Never seen mm. it. Like at that level, like two excellent teams. Yeah. And one of them just ripping the other team apart. Yeah, it was it was a slaughter. And it was the most amazing 90 minutes of football in my 38 years. Yeah. It was like watching something from the 50s or 40s or something, yeah. that, that kind of scoreline. So that's not going to happen, though, I don't think. I don't, I don't think this no. German team hasn't continued. They've brought in some new youth players since the last four years, but it's still largely the same squad from then. And I think they're a little bit older and not quite as good as they were. Going, mm. Like Going into the last World Cup, I felt that Germany were extremely strong. This one, they're still, ex- they're still very strong, but... I don't have that overwhelming feeling about them this time. So I can no. see, I can see, you know, well, like Germany always do well. So you can just see them making it all the way to the final as they normally do. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's that some, extra some, level that I'm not, I'm not feeling. Some of the players are not quite what they used to be. Yeah, like Özil, 
uh, Goethe hasn't been called up. Yeah. But they have a couple of, you know, younger players coming through, like Draxler, who wasn't at the last World Cup, I don't think. Yeah, and, yeah very uh, good players. Very yeah, good. Royce was injured for the last World Cup. He's at this one. But Royce, you see, I think he was better at the time of the last World Cup than he is, is now. now. Yeah. And Thomas Muller was very good and I don't yeah I think he seems to have dropped off the proverbial, proverbial cliff in terms of his quality in the last year yeah. or so so Some I, of for me it would be a bit of a surprise if Germany actually did go on to win this you can see it happening because they're German but I'm very confident with Joachim Love I think he's a great mm. manager yeah but the German forward line leaves a little bit to be desired Werner Royce Muller Gomez yes. very experienced very uh, experienced but they don't have a, a world-class player there like, say, the Brazilians or Argentinians have. You know, mm. Mm. You know otherwise, I think their defence looks world-class, the likes of uh, Hummels, Rudiger, Boateng, etc. And they've got probably the best goalkeeper in the world, Emmanuel Neuer. Yeah, yeah, he's back from injury. He did play in their recent friendly, but he's, he's missed pretty much the entire season. So we'll see how, how he does. There's got to be a question mark over how he's going to perform at this World Cup. I mean, he, he is, the, as you say, you know, like he's, he's the number one in the world, but it's, hard, it's always hard to see what, how, how a player will do after having the best part of a year out. So they, their group includes Mexico, Sweden, and South Korea. Yeah, look, the, the World Cup's been expanded to 32 countries, so you're going to have a lot of fairly average countries in there. Um, Mexico, uh, they came through their FIFA gift of a group, of a confederation designed to get the United States through, but the United States managed to Sorry, you stop just, that up. You just said that World Cup's been expanded to 32 countries. You do realise that happened 20 years well, ago. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But what I'm saying is that in a World Cup with 32 countries, that you do still get a lot of countries that are never going to get close to winning this World Cup, okay. right? So... Sweden um, eliminated Italy in qualifying. Italy were terrible. Sweden were not great. Sweden struggled. Okay. Um, Mexico, Mexico. I think this might be the best World Cup that Mexico have had. I actually think yeah. Mexico... You know, they, they have a good squad. They have a lot of players playing in Spain. Uh, yeah. I think a few in Germany. They they have a good league as well. Their, their league, their league is very good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, quite a lot. But... I don't see them challenging Germany, perhaps second place for them. Yeah, so we have Mexico, and South Korea was the fourth. Yeah, Yeah. and South Korea, I thought, were very unimpressive in qualifying. They scraped in ahead of Syria. Yeah. And it was their least impressive qualifying campaign in 30 years. Yeah, but they have been the uh, staple, I think, from... Asia for, for the last uh, few decades. Yeah, they have got a very good player in Hyung Min Son, but apart from that, yeah, you can't really see the Koreans doing the sort of thing that they did 2002 and having that fantastic run that they did that time. So yeah, my, my choice for this group will be Mexico to finish second behind Germany. A possible fixture against Switzerland for Germany in the second round? Yeah, well, it depends on who comes second in that group, right? It'll be Switzerland... Serbia, you know, Costa Rica could. A bit um, of a derby, it could be a derby match for Germany there. They lost yeah. to Austria yesterday in another derby game, 2-1. They did, which, and, and that's, again, yeah, it's, this is what's maybe contributing to my feeling about, about Germany. Like six months ago, at the end of the European qualification, I was probably a bit more bullish on them, but in the last few months, I just feel like they're 
in my mind anyway, they've dropped off. Yeah, I think that Switzerland team also for me is probably getting a bit bit long in the tooth. The third favourites for the World Cup are Spain at seven to one. What do you think about them? Yeah, well, Spain uh, qualified through Europe, obviously, uh, ahead of the Italians and uh, the, the Swedes. Um, Spain have been, for the last decade, the international team to beat. Of course, they didn't have a great World Cup at the last one. They have they had that all-conquering style a little while ago, and they, they don't have that anymore. They, they've got... Nah. A fabulous, a fabulous midfield. You know, in David De Gea, they have an amazing goalkeeper. They have a really strong defence. Mm. Really Sergio Ramos, Piquet, etc. Carvajal, yeah. Jordi Alba. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it, it's world class, isn't it? It is. Right? I mean, that's that's got to be up there as probably the best defence out there. And yeah, their midfield is yeah, Isco, uh, Coque, Thiago, David Silva, Iniesta, Busquets. Yeah, up front. Not so good. Uh, I think that's yeah. their weak spot. Um, I, th- I think that leaves a little bit to be desired. I mean, if you're playing Diego Costa, who was pretty average in his last season in, in England, and he hasn't done well at Atletico in mm. the last six months, I think he's, he only had four goals and 20 appearances. You know, some of the other names, Diego Aspes, yeah, uh, R- Rodrigo Moreno, hadn't really heard of him until recently. Yeah, not many They're, caps between them. No, so perhaps that's their their weakness yeah but they tend to be a very much a possession-based team yeah. who doesn't rely too much on forwards no. they don't have a david via that they had in the past no mm. no they miss they miss via they have plenty of match winners though i mean the, yeah i mean we mentioned silva isco asensio i mean iniesta's finally resi- retired from barcelona moved to japan because he still have it within him to yeah, Split the defence. Yeah. Well, he does. Killer right? pass. I think yeah, he does. Yeah. He does. I'm not sure if he'll play though the full full games. Yeah. With such a packed midfield. Looking at their group, they have a pretty straightforward. They uh, got the Iberian derby. Yeah. Portugal. So Portugal. It looks like Spain and Portugal. Look. Both of them will be very disappointing yeah. not to qualify. I think Morocco. Yep. Could be a dark horse though. Yep. Morocco, They've got yeah, a strong yeah. team. They've. I've noticed they've called up a few. Uh, European-based players that weren't in their team earlier. Yeah, um, they could spring a surprise. They could, um, and you know, um, you know, a lot of people were tipping Portugal to get one over on Spain, and that, um, in the, including myself, including earlier, myself. But <laughs> I've, I've changed my tune on that. Actually, yeah. just looking at Portugal's squad a bit. I mean, yes, they have possibly the best player in the world, Cristiano Ronaldo, but letting that one go through to the keeper. What's that? I'm letting that comment go through to the yeah. keeper. Um, but yeah, most of their squad is pretty average, though. A lot of players based in Portugal. Yeah, sure, they're the European champions, but they're not really exciting me at the moment. No, I, and I, I had picked Spain. I would still pick Spain over that Portuguese side. I do think Morocco are a bit of a dark horse. I think the other team we should mention is Iran. Had a very successful qualifying campaign. Yeah, topped the Asian. Asian uh, section they were in. They have Carlos Queiroz as as manager. He's Portuguese. He's Portuguese. <laughs> Perhaps he could do one over on his country, as it yeah. has often happened in the past. Uh, I, I personally think, uh, am not feeling the love for Iran for this for this mm, World Cup. They don't have the same quality of player. No, I'd I, love to see I them do well. I'm picking them to come fourth in that group. Yeah, um, I am as well. But so, 
obviously picking Spain and then I would probably plump for Portugal based on the man up front, Cristiano mm. Ronaldo. Spain with a possible second round tie against Egypt. Well, if, we'll, if, we'll comp- if it yeah, comes, I mean, goes down to form in the second round, um, that's something we'll, we'll look at later in the podcast. Uh, let's move on now to France, who are 7.5 to 1. They are the fourth favourite for this tournament. I'm going to completely butcher the pronunciation here of the French team. Yeah, so that's... you'll have to help me out with that, Tell. Uh, France have a pretty good team, don't they? I mean, I think their only weakness is their incredibly poor goalkeeper, Hugo Lloris, who just seems to constantly make mistakes. As yeah. a Tottenham fan, would you agree with that? I wouldn't, no. I think <laughs> Daryl Hugo is probably has had, you know, made a few mistakes this last season at Tottenham. Last two or three seasons, I'd say. Yeah, but, you know, that's that's the style of football that he's playing. He's playing high-intensity high football. He, he loves bringing the ball out. He is the sweeper-keeper par excellence. He's, he, he's made mistakes for the French national team as well, and it wouldn't surprise me if he made one, but, I mean, he, he contributes to that style of play that mm. France want to play. So, you know, you just got to take the... Yeah, he's obviously bad. doing a lot of good things that yeah. we're not seeing. And, um, and I have to say that, you know, if I look at goalkeepers, yeah, okay, compared to the teams that we've mentioned, he's not quite at their level. But if you look through the rest of the uh, competition, you, you won't find a better goalkeeper. So France, probably the one national team that could send three, maybe along with Germany, they could send three national teams that could potentially challenge for the World Cup. I mean, some of, some yeah. of the players who aren't in this team... Yes. Uh, Benzema. Benzema is uh, falling out with um, Deschamps. And Dimitri so. Payet. Yeah, another... Well, he is just a world-class player. Why is he not in that team? I have no yeah, idea. France has, France has got a history of not picking world-class players for World Cups. Cantona, etc. Yeah. So Benzema has had a falling out with Deschamps a long time ago. It's incredible that he's not going... Uh, when he's a regular in the Real Madrid yeah. lineup, but yeah, I mean, some of these the other players they've got in their team, Golo Kante. I mean, uh, that that man is just yeah. a machine. Uh, he he does the work of two men, so it's yeah. like France are going to be playing twelve men in every game. Perhaps one of the weaknesses they have is Paul Pogba, who's incredibly inconsistent. Yeah, although he was the most expensive player in the world, jeez, he's. I mean, he's obviously really talented. Yeah, and he, do, he can doesn't turn have a, it on. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not playing for Mourinho in, in the World Cup, so I think he'll do True. better than he does at Man United. Um, I think he plays better for France than he does for United. Mm. He just, um, I, I don't think he's, he loses his head a lot, in, in my opinion. I don't mm. think he, he's got quite got the, uh, the composure mm. needed you know, at the very highest level. Well, I think, I think, yeah, so it's going to depend on how that midfield is structured. Like I say, I think Kante will be able to control that midfield for them and maybe allow for that bit more freedom for, for the player like Pogba. And then the, their forward line, it, it, their forward line is outrageous. You got, Are you thinking of Giroud? Um, that would be the one weak weakness in their forward line, and he's not—he's not a terrible backup to have there. Like he can come on, I think and he's he can good. change the game. He's really yeah. good. I, I but, can't understand no, why he never got his game at Arsenal. But. I'm thinking of—they have uh, Griezmann, oh, they have Mbappe, uh, Dembele, even at, at Barcelona. I mean, like, okay, he hasn't had a great season. He's been again—he's had quite a few injuries. He, he's an extremely good player. Nabil Fakir, and then yeah, a couple of the French-based players. Florian Tovan. Tovan. Yeah, Newcastle fans would would uh, argue that he 
he doesn't deserve to be there after playing 14 games for them and not scoring a goal. Um, yeah, but I think he's been a, he's had a great season with Marseille. That's right, and he's now on the wanted list for yeah many of the top clubs around Europe. So yep. I think he's he's in form, and I think he's a he's a very good player. But he probably won't get a game like this. The, the, the players ahead of him are. World class, yeah, and the defense as well. Titi, Varane, Rami, yeah, great squad. So they are in They're Australia's fourth. group, yep. And so. in fact, in the first first game up against Australia, prime time for us here, based in the uh, sports capital of the world, Melbourne. Um, I was wondering about whether they purposely chose the time so that the Australian public think, could see that because I think they did. I think all the games are on at a reasonable hour. This is the most reasonable yeah. one. Though. Yeah, I think the latest one is one o'clock. Yeah, the other one is ten. Yeah, this That's, is I think they have something. They have tried to structure it around uh, the countries that are playing and, and viewing times. Yeah, it will be interesting to see that. Look, you know, we obviously would love Australia to do really well, but it's going to be hard to see them troubling this French team. Mm. Uh, like, as you were saying before, the French could put in two teams quite easily into the World Cup and, and, and I think they would be disgraced. Uh, their B team quite handily, quite convincingly beat Ireland 2-0 the other day. Is that a B team? Was that it? was a B team. Yeah, yeah. And they. I saw them, they beat Italy 3-1. I saw the extended yeah. highlights of that game and right. they were running rampant. Yeah. So France on their day, on their day, they, they are the equal of any of these top, top teams. I would say their biggest weakness is their team cohesion. Yeah. Their uh, spirit of togetherness. It's always yes. been a problem for the French teams that don't do well. And this team has its issues in the squad. There's been a uh, dispute over the, the Benzema v Deschamps argument. But yes, yes, that's right. And you know, these things are... Um, I, I don't know why they continually come up, come up generation after generation. Got these countries that have these tropes. You know, the German mm. consistency, the French... Inconsistency. Inconsistency. And it's, it's you know, it's... it's infighting, terrible. I would yeah, say. Infighting, yeah, infighting, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, um, you know, it's terrible to watch because this team is full of amazing footballers and really, really should be one of the, the favourites. The other teams in the group, Denmark and Peru. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a pretty equal group, I think. I think between Australia, Peru and Denmark, it's pretty hard to choose between them. And mm. I do have to say that I think that Australia are going to struggle... But I think the difference there might be the world-class player that is uh, Ericsson. Ericsson. Uh, like, when we spoke about this ages ago, I said, like, my prediction for Denmark would depend on whether Ericsson was fit and playing at yeah. this time of the year. And he is fit, and he has had an outstanding season at Tottenham. The rest of the and Denmark squad does not impress me at all. Yeah. Uh, they have a few players playing in, in, in their national league, which is quite a low standard. Yeah. Peru um, have a bit of depth. They, they've got players playing in, a, a few players playing in Brazil and Argentina, mm. which, mm. you know, I think they're, is they're fairly captain, good. Now, I haven't actually seen the outcome of this, but the captains of the other three teams in that group petitioned FIFA to allow the Peruvian captain... Oh, he's been allowed. They, they've, to, to they've come through after the, uh, the cocaine ban that he, that he got. Yeah, so he, I think he actually didn't have any cocaine in the system, but he just didn't attend a drug test, and right. so was banned for nine months or so. He was going to miss the World Cup, but yeah, um, yeah the captains of the three other teams in the group have petitioned FIFA. FIFA have since, uh, just a couple of days ago, said that he will be uh, yeah. allowed to play, but he hasn't played a game of well, football in a long time, that's so... True. 
Because he, he was definitely their driving force. And uh, yeah, I remember at the time, uh, we were saying that without him, that Peru are going to struggle. Yeah. But now with him, you're saying, and it's quite a valid point, that he's been out of the game for quite a while. So. He's 34. Yeah. He's no spring chicken. But I, I also think the whole nation of Peru will be really behind that team. And mm. they, they're going to be playing with passion. And they might sneak that second spot. Um, look, what about yeah. Australia? Just... Uh, since we are basically yeah that's right and um, look you know we were both horribly uh, disappointed after Ange decided to call it a day and uh, move off to the J League to and leave, leave Australia and we've had, since he's been replaced by Bert from Marwick you know I think he was he did a lot to help Saudi Arabia qualify for this World Cup he of course famously took Holland or Netherlands to the uh, final in 2010 famous for his defensive focus but he's a, he seems to be a man that gets results. He is, yeah. He qualified with Saudi Arabia. I thought they were pretty ruthless. You know, they qualified for the first time in a few yeah. years. Um, so he could be our secret weapon. Um, he's had he hasn't had a lot of time with the with the squad. He's just finalised the squad. But really, Daniel Arzani has been called up. That's quite quite you know nice touch there. Like Daniel Arzani, the young Iranian-born bowler who's playing at Melbourne City. Yeah, um, seems to be there. The next big hope out of Australia. Yeah, 19-year-old. But when I look at this Australia squad, I actually think it's probably the worst Australia squad of any of the squads that have qualified for the, the World Cup since 2006 Yeah. on paper. Very few players playing in the top leagues in Europe. The only players that I would say are top players are Aaron Moy and Tom Rogic, perhaps. Players at Celtic perhaps could go yeah. to a better league. Um, and, and look, when when Rogic is on his game, he's he's an outstanding player. But you know, yeah, I think you're right. What, does he have that? Is he world class? No, he's not world class. He's in that very good footballer, but you know, not not at the same level as some of the other players yeah. that we've had play for Australia over I mean, the over the years. Yednak was another one that shone in the playoffs. Uh, plays in the championship. And what age is he? I'm not sure. My my worry about those players. Uh, not Rogic, but yeah, some of our better players like the likes of yeah Timmy Cahill, who's 38 and played uh, I think three games in the last year. Um, yeah, know, I mean Yednak. he Cahill turns up for big games and he's yeah. got a tremendous record in the World Cup. I think he scored at uh, three World Cups already. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe so, one of a maybe three or four players who's managed to score at four World Cups if he if he did it this time. Yeah, amazing achievement and. And everyone remembers that terrific left foot volley scored against the Netherlands at the last World Cup, which mm. was one of the goals of the tournament. But yeah, overall, I'm not confident uh, that this Australia team will get through. Uh, I think the only thing yeah. that gives me confidence is the perhaps the manager's uh, ruthlessness, if he can impart some of that ruthless yeah. spirit so, to the squad. And what's interesting is, uh, just look, and we've only had the friendlies to go on with Australia, but he started off not so well with you know, a walloping from 4-1, was it? Yeah. yeah, and then quite a good result against Colombia. I don't know how much Colombia were playing for the result or whether they were just trying out different players, but Colombia are a very good team. So I thought that, that was that was good. And, and, you know, like obviously showing progress. And just a couple of days ago, we beat Czech Republic 4-0. Yeah, um, so that out. was a great result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With young Andrew Naboot getting onto the uh, score sheet. Which <laughs> I is... was amazed at that. I, yeah. I remember watching Naboot for Melbourne Victory coming on as a sub in the stands three or four years ago. 
and just thinking uh, this guy's not going to do anything for us to, to think that he's actually scoring for but, the national team yeah but he, wow. do, you, do you remember he also he also came on for victory uh, he played against Sydney and scored two goals he started well but yeah. then he just petered off he, he was he couldn't find an A-league club yes two or three years Malaysia, ago I think did he? Malaysia, yeah he was in the Malaysia second division yeah but um, so yeah and then he came back to our league and had a great season he's gone to Japan now I think yeah uh, yeah. so but I mean I don't think uh, the lakes of yeah, I, don't, I don't think the French defenders are going to be worrying too much about Andrew Naboot no well I don't think he'll play um, it would be interesting to see if Arzani does get any minutes at all but obviously we are looking forward to seeing how how well Australia does they, they are a chance to come second it's the those three teams there's not a big difference between them so okay now, moving on, uh, so tell the next country is Argentina, 10 to 1. Now, Argentina, uh, in, in a previous podcast, uh, you were mentioning doubt as to their ability to do well at this World Cup. And you know what? I think I've come round to your mm-hmm. way of viewing this. I just, looking at their squad, I just think it's really lacking. In it's a pretty threadbare, isn't it? In both defence and midfield. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you've got Lionel Messi one of the best players of all time. They definitely have world-class players. They definitely do. Mainly up front. Yeah, they tend to be concentrated up front. And they don't play... For example, Aguero doesn't usually get his game. They they usually go with Higuain as a sole striker and Messi sort of Mm. cutting in from a wing. Mm. Um, Even Dybala doesn't get much of a look at it. He's only had 12 caps. Right, yeah. And Icardi has uh, not been called up as well. Who's been brilliant at Inter Milan for the last few seasons? He has. I think. He, I think he did have. Uh, he was injured for a part of the year, um, but I, I'm pretty sure he's been back since yeah January, February. He yeah. It's not to do with that that he hasn't been called up. I think. Yeah, I think he had a falling out with with uh, Sampaoli. Yeah. Now Sampaoli is a very good manager. He's had mm. he's had a lot of success. He he uh, took that Chilean team to the. Um, Copa America. So I think when he took over Argentina, a lot of people were expecting uh, him to give this team the structure that they needed. But they struggled. They they scraped into this World mm. Cup. And yeah, we, we spoke about it. And we couldn't understand how they were doing so badly. When you have that sort of those world class players, how can you do so badly? And I think M- Messi. Was, I think he scored. Every single goal, apart from one goal, yeah. <laughs> apart from an own goal, yeah. uh, maybe it wasn't quite that extra. Yeah. Maybe in the last game, someone else might have scored, but he scored nearly every goal yes. that Argentina scored in qualifying. So this is the caveat to this. I mean, if you if if Messi wasn't in this team and they still have world class players, I mean Aguero, the, you know, the, the forwards that we've mentioned, they're all world class players. But um, Messi is, of course, well, probably the best player that's ever played the game, and he makes this team. A chance, mm. he does. Uh, so you can't rule them out because because of Messi. And looking at their results in the friendlies just recently, like Messi's just got a hat trick. I think he's been building to this. Like he 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 um, kind of took it a little bit easy at, at Barcelona. I think he has maybe found a way with Sampaoli for Argentina to get the best out of. Him and that, and that team, and so maybe they, there is something that they can do in this World Cup. I'd love to see Messi lift the World Cup. I would love to it's see, just not uh, as a probably my favourite player of all time. 
I would love to see Messi lift the World Cup as well. I think they might have missed their chance, though. I think it might be a little bit mm. too late. Hopefully, fate mm. proves that to be wrong. But yeah, I, I mean, think, what about uh, the rest of their squad? I mean, like we've yeah. obviously focused on the forward line, but I mean, if you look at their the their goalkeepers, I think um, Romero is injured, so he's, he's injured. And he's despite not getting a game from Man United, I think he's a world class keeper. He's a, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. and he. Uh, He's always done well for Argentina, yeah. um, but he's, he's injured. He won't be there. So I think they've called up Caballero, maybe instead, or yeah, um, you know. a thirty-six-year-old who hasn't had a game for many seasons in, in English football. Yeah. So you know, like that's not inspiring confidence. I but mean, I mean, he won't be the first first choice. Um, apparently, Otamendi had a terrific season. Every time I see him, he's doing some. He's stuffing up in some way, but his. Pass percentage rate was, I think, the highest in the Premier mm. League this season. Yeah, I'd, and, you know, I'd, team. I'd be um, a bit wary. I'd be a bit wary about player uh, players from Man City and rating them based on that because I think Guardiola is extremely good at getting at coaching players and getting them to play in a way, but that does not necessarily translate to how they play for their international team. So with Otamendi, mm. although yes, he's he's had a good season, it was on a Guardiola. At Man City, I'm just skeptical whether that will. I'd love to see it come through because I think I think Argentina have to have a good defence. It has long been their their strength, you know. And, and he is a complete hipster douchebag. I mean, that beard <laughs> and those tattoos. I mean, come on. But which um, professional footballer isn't? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's the worst one though. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, pretty yeah. good midfield, pretty good, um, but. Not nothing as to as it was. Uh, nothing to write home about, really. If, if the other teams we've looked at, okay, Di Maria still only thirty. Obviously, he's he's world class. Yeah, but Mascherano. Mascherano's getting he's, on. He's left Barcelona now, gone to China. They've um, got Lanzini in team, and uh, yes, bit of a surprise call up for me this one. Good yeah. player. Yeah, but. I'm surprised. He's at West Ham. I, he's he's no, you know, he's not playing for Real Madrid. Yeah, but he he is bringing, I guess, that extra bit of creativity to the team. A bit surprised that Lamella didn't didn't get the call up. I mean, yes. he was he out a, for. He got a bit of action towards the end of the season. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he came back around turn of the year, you know. So he has been playing there, and he's he is that typically Argentinian, you know face of an angel but he he just has that will to win and I think that's that's what maybe um, they're, they're basically are going to miss they're going to have to do what Brazil did in 2002 and suddenly transform themselves yeah. from the team that scraped in yeah into qualifying. qualifying but that team in the World Cup that Brazil team with Ronaldinho Rivaldo Ronaldo yeah. was absolutely incredible but he, I don't he, see even, the their defense, even their defense back then was uh, extremely good as well right they had excellent defenders in mm. Kafu and, and um, so Roberto Carlos yeah so you know I think although yes you can look back at that uh, example from the past and maybe draw a little bit of hope but you know to see Argentina winning it it's it's a pretty long bow. To so be let's drawn. let's look at their group. They come up against Croatia, Iceland, and Nigeria. What do you think of that? Well, of course yet? they come up against Nigeria. This is like the seventeenth yeah. time in a row that they've they played just, them. They seem <laughs> to get them in every World Cup, don't they? I don't think yeah. they've ever lost to them either. Well, you, you'd hope not, but yeah, you know, you'd think that Argentina should beat Nigeria. 
every time. But I think there's been draws along the way. I think they yeah. haven't. Won, I think they haven't had they, it. Hasn't been one-way traffic. They beat them three-two in the last World Cup. Mm. Um, I remember Musa getting a couple of good goals mm. and brought it back to two-two. I think, and then Messi also had a stunner of a game. Yeah. But I tell you what. Then you have Croatia I, and Iceland. Iceland I, were the the revelation of the Euros. Oh, um, we would love to see Iceland do it. We yeah. love Iceland. The, the, the pod are big fans of, of Iceland. We love seeing an underdog do well. A country with a population of, what, 300,000? 100,000. Um, the yeah. smallest country ever in history by a long shot. Yes. In terms of percentage yes. of uh, Before the that, population. Before that, the smallest was a million. Uh, yeah, Trinidad and Tobago, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Iceland, incredible achievement that this generation of Icelandic players has done so much, beating England at the last uh, European Championships in the second round. Yep. Um, and then that was up that was France. always going to happen. You, you mentioned the football gods earlier on, before we started the pod. I think the football gods will look after the uh, the Vikings and the. Yeah, we'll, look, we'll I, I, I hope. Uh, to be honest, I've I've picked them to come bottom of this group. Just I'm just basing that on their actual squad they, yeah. they have players playing in Iceland they yeah. have players playing in the Danish league a few players playing in the Danish league these are not good leagues I mean their first 11 isn't too bad they've yeah. got a few players in the Premier League the likes of Gilfie uh, Sigurdsson they've got Gunnarsson at How Burnley did he, got, he disappeared this season did he? he went to Everton he didn't have a great season I, I don't blame him I blame Sam Allardyce and um, the guys on Everton I think he is a really good player yeah and he does well for Iceland. He, they will need him to completely outperform. He's got to be their best player. A bit like you know, Ericsson at Denmark, you know, Sigurdsson at Iceland is their their world class player. He mm. will need to do that. But so he they, hasn't had the season that Ericsson has had. And they, they topped their group in qualifying, uh, which included Croatia, by the way. Yes. But I tell you what, this is one group where I think we could see a surprise. So right, I actually think. The Croatians. Croatia could top this group. I, if I look at their team on paper, I just think it's very good. I mean, if you just look at their midfield, they've got Rakitic, Modric, Kovacic. Kovacic. Yes. I mean, they, these guys are all playing for Real Madrid, Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, they've also got uh, Brozovic at Inter Milan, Bade at Fiorentina, and then they've got Perisic, who I think is probably their best player. Well, mm. people say Modric, but I tell you what, Perisic is mm. a really good player. They've got a very strong defence as well. I think all all over, this squad is better than Argentina. And, okay, Lionel Messi is worth three or four players. But yeah, I think they are... Yeah, it's hard to say that about a team that includes Vedran Kutraluka. Uh, as much as I loved him when he was at Tottenham, it's, it's their, the defence is... But they're playing at top... Uh, Clubs. This yeah. I did, forgive my pronunciation, but Vesalico, Atletico Madrid, mm-hmm. Dayan Lovren, probably not your first choice defender, but he does play for Liverpool, who got to the Champions League yeah. final. I tell yeah. you what, for a small country, they okay. they produce some stunning players. All right, I'm hearing, I'm hearing you. Maybe I'll change my mind on them. I, for me, I was not picking Croatia as a as a dark horse in that. I, it's very hard to go past that Croatian midfield though and say that that's not outrageously good. But maybe. maybe. I, I think that the one problem they've got, if you remember back to the last European Championships, I think it mm. was, where their own fans were booing them. Do you remember mm. there was um, the fans were getting on the case and they, they were yeah. having... 
and that qualification the campaign that they sort were, of laid, laid into that as well didn't it yeah so the, they, the, there was infighting yeah uh, but in yeah. the playoffs you remember they thrashed Greece 4-1 and correct me if I'm wrong like are a couple of these players also under cloud through the justice system in Croatia there's, I think so there, there's yeah. Maybe maybe there's a bit of non-footballing influence that may come to bear on this Croatian team. But anyway, I think uh, you've you've made me change my mind a little bit on Croatia. Yeah, I mean, for for I tell you what, Argentina are clear favourites, but I'm surprised. Yeah, I I think Croatia could turn a few heads. All right. So okay, just to wrap up then on on Croatia, which that was actually supposed to be about Argentina. How f- just how far do you think Croatia can go in this World Cup? Beyond, so you're picking them to come second, can sort get out, out of the group. I, I, no, I'm, I'm picking them to top the group. To top the group, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they've got a better squad than Argentina. Yeah. And I think that they can top that group. They could potentially then... Can they get all the way to the semis? I think they would possibly draw Spain in the quarters. And right. I think they have the ability to beat Spain, even... Big call. You heard it here first. <laughs> Only one of us said it, though. <laughs> yeah, and then I think maybe the they'll run out of steam against Germany in the semi-finals. Okay, okay, that's harking back France World Cup and yeah. Next so. favorite team, uh, Belgium at twelve to one. Tell you, you said something outrageous at the start of this podcast. Yeah. You said you think Belgium. Can I say it? I think Belgium can go all the way. I think they can win this World Cup. It would be the first time ever. It would. Look, and it's a long shot, but you've got to have a dark horse. You're picking Croatia as your dark horse to get to the semi. I'm picking Belgium as my dark horse to go all the way. Not saying they will, but they, this, have, this, they have such quality throughout yeah. that team. I said on a previous podcast, this is the best ever Belgian team, and you you said perhaps there were some other great Belgian teams oh, that might challenge it. Yeah. But would you agree this is the best ever Belgian team? I, it's the best that I can actually remember. I do, I do remember quite fondly the Belgian team from the eighties. Mm. That's that that was probably more an emotional response. When I look, when you look at the quality of the players that that Belgium has, so, very they have world class players from front to back. Yeah. You know? um, so I think their first eleven. Can we go through their first eleven? Is like, excellent. Thibaut, yeah, let's go through it. Thibaut Courtois in goal. Okay. Right. Maybe not the. Best season he's ever had, but extremely good. Yeah. Uh, he is definitely a world-class goalie. Defence, you look at their central defence. Alderweireld, Vermeilen, Company, Vertonghen. So I would pick, you know, between the, the those three, uh, Alderweireld, Vertonghen and Company. Three, well, Vertonghen is probably, was probably the best centre-back in England this season. Alderweireld wasn't getting this game, but when he does play, he is brilliant. He, he has been the best centre-back wherever he has been for about six years. And Vincent Company is like, you, you need someone like that at the World Cup. He's an extremely good footballer. On top of that, though, it's it's the way he brings the team together. But he right. doesn't remain fit for very long, generally. He doesn't, speaking. but he has been playing for quite a while now at Man City. He came back, and towards the end of the season, he's he played quite a few games. He may be that he will need to be rested along the way. Mm. But in Oliver Alden and Vertonghen, they have two excellent centre-backs anyway. Um, they've got Witzel and Dembele as well in central midfield. Yeah, so, so... Both great players. I don't know if Dembele doesn't seem to always fit into Roberto Martinez's plans, but you know maybe he will, maybe he won't. He probably couldn't play seven games. Tell Raja Nangalan was not called Head up. Case. Yeah, seems so. He wasn't called up to the Belgian team. I was really surprised at that because any time I've watched him play, he's been really good. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, he, yeah, clearly very talented footballer, but um, I think I think what Martinez is trying to do there is just get rid of the bad apple, if you like. Um, he wants a squad that's going to pull in the same direction, and maybe you know having someone like that who's known for his outspokenness and maybe just have the squad going and in, in you know take them off the, their mind off the game at hand or yeah just very surprised uh, he's been a regular feature in the, the Belgian team over yeah. the years um, yeah. I mean they, as we were saying we see, they still have great players Tielemans is, is now 21 and he's um, doing well at Monaco yeah but so, I mean, you have to mention De Bruyne I mean oh yeah yeah, uh, yeah. I was just thinking that centre of midfield there that's yeah. sort of more holding kind yeah of so you could choose but, from <clears throat> Dembele or or Witzel, as you mentioned before. Yeah. Um, but of course, De Bruyne and Hazard, yeah. you know, you're talking about some of the, the better players in the world now. Yeah. The first 11 in this team Lu- is just very good. Lukaku got injured towards the end of the season, but he did come back, didn't he? So he's, he's fresh yeah. for the World Cup. He's got 30 goals and 60-odd games for, for Belgium yeah. as well. So left three well. Martins as well. Yep, another brilliant player for Napoli. Yeah. They've also got Michi Batsuai, who was doing well at yeah. Dortmund towards the end yeah, of the season. Yeah, yeah. So, mentioned the other teams in this group. Will they struggle when they come up against the likes of Tunisia and Panama? And there was another team, wasn't there? What, who else was in this group? Uh, can't remember. Hang on, I'll just look them up. England. Oh, England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, you know, obviously it's between it. Belgium and England for that top spot if you listen to anybody involved in English football but for me Belgium are far and away the better team I, I do think England are going to are going to struggle I am you know if, if they get to the quarterfinals they'll be doing well in my, in my opinion mm. they have a young team it seems going into this tournament yeah, but yeah, looking at that midfield, it doesn't really. No, if you, if you compare them to Belgium, I mean, if you say, well, who are the best English players? Okay, very good striker and Harry Kane. But then after that, you're dropping down a level. And whereas you know, you look at that Belgium team, and they probably have world class players in quite a few mm. positions. So you know, it's very hard to see England actually toppling Belgium for that top spot. With then with Panama and Tunisia, I mean, Panama, I think. I, I, yeah, I think they are massive make weights. They they yeah. don't look good at all. You know, Fan, they, fantastic that they're there. It's their first World Cup, and yeah. we all remember our first World Cup, and it's brilliant. But a lot of their players are based in the US, which you know is not a bad thing. Right. Um, the US national team has done very well in the past, but worry for them. They're, they're going to play a defense, defensive game, I think, and and just try and get a lucky call on the line to uh, get an extra goal here or there. Mm. Um, mm like they did in qualifying. Yeah. But Tunisia have called up a few French-based players who yeah. I've noticed, I, I was saying that this would happen in a previous podcast, and I've noticed in their last squad, they've got these guys who've never had a cap right? Uh, who are based in France. So Tunisia did well to qualify. So that's interesting that they are doing that. But, you know, I guess they're looking at the higher quality. Is that what it's it's about? I, I uh, can't see that them getting anything against England, though. I, I don't see that happening. So I think, despite it not being a, a great England team, I think they just the players all play in the Premier League yeah. at a higher level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm talking about in comparison with um, maybe the then that next level. I mean, I think after Belgium, England are the next favourites. So probably should be talking about them. But 
I just struggle to see them doing really well. Mm. I, I can't see them beating any of those teams that we've spoken about uh, already. But yeah, they should definitely handle Panama and Tunisia. They have been known to not get those results. I mean, you look at the last World Cup, had a draw against Italy, but then, you know, the result against... No, Australia. they lost against Italy. Oh, uh, yeah, they, they lost against Italy, but then, and then... Yeah, the result against Costa Rica. They Costa Rica. Drew, yeah, would, yeah, but they were already out at that stage. Yeah, um, so fast but they, from they, the yeah, they lost to Iceland the last tournament, and previously they've drawn with Algeria nil all when they needed a win. And yeah, so will Gareth Southgate do better with this team? Like often at the World Cup, you know, you, you need a really strong manager because the World Cup is. It is very different. You have um, players that are coming together that don't play together regularly, so you need a togetherness. You need uh, a strong manager that gives you a sense of identity. And I don't think he's. I mean, he was never. He was never good at in the Premier League. He always. No. I think he was relegated a couple of times. Yeah. They've got a, a very young squad. Yeah. You know, maybe that will be good for fitness. I think they play Belgium in the third game. So right. Perhaps by that stage, they'll be fresher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would say yeah. Actually, speaking about managers, that you know, like uh, I'd be interested in your take on Martinez as a as an Everton fan, um, being the Belgian manager, and that that's my my concern about Belgium is their manager. So uh, look, I think their so players, no doubt, um, are up there with the best. Everton played their best football in the last ten twenty years under Martinez. Yeah. Um, most Everton Everton fans will not speak highly of him because we had a, a bad run for the last six mm, months to mm, a year. He mm. was there. I have fond memories of us thrashing Arsenal 3-0 and completely dominating. We, we played really attractive attacking football. Yes. And then we had a, a bad run. I think a lot of the players, a lack of harmony in, in the dressing room. I, I still think he can do well. He, he plays that attractive attacking mm. football, possession-based, whereas the... Their last manager, I think it was Wilmots, played a four-four-two in Belgium. He seemed to do do the opposite of inspire them. He seemed to make them play their worst. Yeah, he played very ordinary football. It wasn't a, a nice, attractive game. They've always sort of underperformed. They went out to Wales in the European Championship. Yeah, in the last major tournament. So his his weakness is definitely his defence, like his defensive strategy for his teams, right? Yeah. But in Alderweireld, Vertonghen and company, maybe they cover up that weakness. And that's, mm. that is, you know, if, if, that, if that comes off, then I think this Belgian team will be able to go a long way. The next team at 29 to 1 is Uruguay. Yeah, okay. So this is from the group that I have called the worst group that I've ever seen out of World Cup. The group of life. <laughs> yeah, this is the, sort of the, the group that you'd like to be drawn in. Uh, Uruguay, though, I mean, they finished second in South America, and no mean feat. As we've said, the um, South American group was probably the hardest qualification campaign. Uruguay themselves, look, I'm struggling to think through their team and, and be really wowed by them. They have some very good players, and obviously well, they have yeah, Luis Suarez, Diego um, Godin. Yeah, and Luis Suarez and Cavani up front. Um, yeah. Christian Stuani had a really good season at uh, Girona. In, right. in may in may Spain. not be remembered quite so fondly by people following Middlesbrough, but yeah, he he had a standout season in Spain. You were saying, yeah, how did he uh, do? So he was one of the top scorers in yeah. the league. I think he got about twenty goals at Girona. Who basically half their team was loaned to them by Man City. 
Oh, right. Um, they're, they're a Catalan team, but he, he did well there, so he could play, so he could feature yeah. uh, alongside Suarez and Cavani. Their midfield leaves a little bit to be desired. Uh, yeah, that's, not that impressed with it. They, yeah, there's no one really, I can't think of anybody there that is singing out to me as, as world class. Hmm. But they have an easy group and they should top it comfortably. I mean, Russia are really, really weak. Mm. One of the worst, probably the weakest host nations in the... In South, South Africa will take some beating. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Russia is going to run them a close... close their their results have just been awful in all of their friendlies. Absolutely. Yeah. They lost to Austria the other day. They... Yeah. They lost yeah. at home to Brazil 3-0. Honestly, I think Russia's best hope is corruption and intimidation. I don't think it's... Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if some of the referees... You know, I'm sure they'll be giving Russia 50-50 decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is... Um, they are the host nations. And they have an easy group, so... Yeah. Did you see that Platini famously came out just recently and came out and said that they did organise the groups for the 1998 World Cup so that France would not meet Brazil until the final? Hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I saw the headline for that. I, I'd like to uh, read a bit he more into it. Personally, but how did they manage to do that? If they're drawing uh, balls out yeah. of a jar, I think you call them hot balls. You can have them heated at different to different amounts or something. I don't know the exact mechanism for it, but whatever they did, it worked because France did meet Brazil in the final. Hmm. And there was a lot of suspicion about this group. I mean, pretty much the easiest group that Russia could get. Mm. I'm just going back to that France-Brazil thing. I mean, in the past, they always made it so that the winner of the previous tournament wouldn't meet the host nation until the final. So oh, yeah. I don't see how that's controversial. But okay. anyway, um, perhaps there's something that uh, one of our listeners <coughs> can inform us about. Going back to this group, look, the other team in it is Egypt, and they've obviously got in Salah, yeah, 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 yeah. one no. of the best players in the world. The, the, yeah. the, I think his feet... In uh, breaking the record goal scoring for the Premier League for th- uh, 38 games, but it's actually better for goals per game than the Shearer and Cole 34 goals in in, in a 42 game season. Mm-hmm. So his feat for me is the best ever goal scoring feat in mm. the Premier League. Plus he, he took very few penalties. I think maybe one yeah. scored maybe one penalty. So Salah is. Brilliant. Yeah, so we were talking about teams that have one outstanding player, and um, I think going back to our end of qualification podcast, I was maybe not completely sold on Egypt, and I said I would wait until the end of the season and see how Salah had gone for the whole season and whether he was fit. Mm. Uh, He had, as you say, a standout season, like the likes of which hasn't been seen in England for a long time. Did get that injury in the Champions League final, though. So he's coming back to in, into it. Uh, at this stage, it sounds like he will make it. Yeah, so it's not I, I, fully confirmed. But I've heard they'll possibly miss the first game. Yeah, and yeah. Egypt with Salah and Egypt without Salah, two very different things, right? So if yeah. Salah is playing, yes, Egypt could easily qualify from this group. Egypt without Salah, yeah. I mean, I would, I would I, put my money on the on the FIFA corruption sort of thing and uh, see Russia going through. Possibly, yeah, yeah. I mean, Russia are terrible. They are. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think if Salah plays, Egypt's got second place, and 
If he doesn't, then possibly I'll go at you and say Russia. Yeah. Saudi Arabia, we're not giving much hope to, are we? No, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, the, the Asian Confederation is just so much weaker than the Euros. Like, it really is. So yeah. it's just, we can have a decent team come out of it, but it, you're not going to see any. Topped Australia's group in qualifying. Yeah. Oh, no, not topped, second place, but they finished above Australia. Yeah, but they were terrible, weren't they? They were, they were very lucky. There were yeah. a number of refereeing decisions that went their way, from yeah. memory, against uh, some of the other Arab nations. Oh, they were. They scored, I think, four, five penalties in qualifying. Yeah, look, they play some attractive football, but they, they just don't have the, the, the wherewithal that, that the European or South American teams have. Yeah, I think their squad is composed completely. They haven't got any foreign-based players. They had... Th- Three players who were based in Spain. Mm. They were suspiciously sent on loan to Spanish clubs this season, but none of them um, got a game. Right. Um, but yeah. and now they're back at their Saudi clubs. Right. Yeah. Not expecting much from. from Uruguay. What do you, how do you rate Uruguay's chances? Yeah. So they would possibly meet Portugal in the second round. I think they're probably a pretty similar level to Portugal. Mm. I'd say they might have a little bit of a better squad. Cristiano Ronaldo, though, if he's on form. He hasn't really turned it on at World Cups much, mm. but I think maybe he will this time because he he's due to do that. Mm. He has such a big ego that that drives him. I think yeah, that could possibly I, I be a the, fecund driving force yeah. for him. The the central defence from Atletico, they're uh, from Uruguay. They are from Atletico, aren't they? Mm. The Diego Godin is. Um, mm. So maybe maybe they would keep him quiet. So Uruguay possibly then for the quarterfinals. Yeah, I think they've got a, a relatively easy route. Yeah, I mean Portugal won't be easy, but they might be slight favourites there. Yeah. Uh, the one group we haven't mentioned yet is Group H. Colombia are forty-one to one to win the World Cup. They so would they're be, the favourites in this group. They'd be the favourites, but it's a pretty close group. I'd say that you've got Poland, then you've got Senegal and Japan. Tell what are your views on? on this Colombian team to start off with. Coming out of South America, I thought they they played pretty well. They weren't great in qualifying, though. No, they struggled they, to score goals. I think. Yeah, I think they did better earlier on, and, and then like, they had patches, where, like they were a bit patchy. But they, they do have some really good players, and so when they're firing, they control teams. So, uh, yeah. Thomas Rodriguez was top, got the golden boot the last World Cup, of course. Yes. That fantastic uh, goal that yeah, uh, won yeah, the yeah. Pushkas Award. Yes, and he's on. He's been on loan this year to Bayern Munich. Hmm. Don't think he's been getting playing every game, but he's 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 got quality. Who else have they got? They've got up front Falcao. They've got a good forward line with Falcao, Baka, Muriel, Sevilla. Uh, Baka got 15 goals in the Liga this season. Falcao, this throughout his whole career, has scored lots. He's of a goals. machine. Uh, I mean, he is playing at at um, in France at Monaco, so I think maybe he you have to discount that a little bit but look you know he scores goals wherever he plays he scores goals so I thought maybe because Colombia had 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 a good run at the last World Cup the, the football gods may not look as kindly on them mm. in this World Cup and perhaps yeah a Senegal or a Japan might look you've got it. some yeah you've got a couple of pretty proficient teams there Senegal they have, they have a very good team in they, the likes of Mane, Mane. Um, yeah. they, have, they have a few players playing in the Premier League their midfield you know you've got Idrissa Gay uh, Kiate, yeah. etc front they've got Mane, Mane Juf from Stoke so you know they've I, I think they've got the potential 
to do well. This, the, yeah. These are another dark horse of mine yeah. um, to get through and perhaps bring a surprise in the second round. I, yeah. I think I, when I did my bracket, I had them come up against Belgium in the second round and knocked them out. Tell, right. That's uh, a bit controversial. Well, yeah. Cause I know. mean, it could happen. Like, maybe Belgium come along and they're shocking. But, you know, this... I'm, I'm st- sticking with my um, dark horse prediction for Belgium. Well, I, I had Senegal go out to Brazil in the quarters, but I, I think I've this... got Belgium beating Brazil in that game. You've got Belgium winning the World Cup. To, to win the World Cup, they have to beat Belgium. In that is Brazil. outrageous. They have to, they have to beat Brazil. In the You're being outrageous. <laughs> so this Senegal team, I, I think they can do well. Sadio Mane is in great form. But don't forget uh, Poland. Are, uh, yeah. They were the number one seed in this group. Spain were not seeded, so Poland were. And yeah, yeah, I, I don't know what happened there with the seeding. I'm sure you've worked out the mathematical model behind it, but it's the Poland, FIFA rankings, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, which, yeah. as we've mentioned before in this podcast, are a load of shite. Yeah. Lewandowski, though, is world-class and has, uh, again, scored another 30-odd goals in, in the Bundesliga. Yeah. You know, they, they, they have a, a number of players. Uh, yeah, I'm leagues. off them. I'm off, I'm off Poland. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it. this... That's this... all I have to say about them. I'm just off them. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Japan? Uh, Play we, lovely football. Yeah, we love... We, yeah, we have a soft spot for Japan. They just... They never seem to quite do well at the World Cup, though. I thought in the last World Cup, they had a good chance, but they ended up losing all their games, I think. They lost to Ivory Coast. They lost to Colombia 4-1. They come up against Colombia again. Yeah. Um, They're that sort of team. Like, you know, they are, you know, getting there through sheer hard work. You know, you want them to do well because you know that they're working hard. they 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 play attractive football. Play attractive football, but until they have a couple of superstars in their team you know until they can do a bit more than that they will always be also rounds in these in these events hmm. um, they don't uh, perhaps when they should play a counter-attacking or hmm. a defensive game yeah so I think to be honest though I, I think this group is probably the most even of all the groups yeah um, so it's pretty hard to pick I, I, you can make a case for anybody coming out of this group Colombia are the favorites and will probably come out of the group, but you can see, definitely, you can see Senegal getting through, you can see Poland getting through, you can even see Japan getting through. So that pretty much wraps up our preview of the World Cup. Listeners, please tell us your own predictions. So in the the comments on this podcast, please uh, tell us what you think, who you think will win each group, who your, your ultimate bet is to win the World Cup. We will have... Further episodes come out as the World Cup progresses. With Don't forget to like us on Twitter and Facebook. Our Twitter handle is IntFootPodcast. Correct. And you can like our Facebook page, the International Football Podcast. That's it from the Brothers Gunning. Uh, till next time. Tell, you're being very quiet. I'm looking forward to the World Cup. I'm thinking about it already. One week away. Okay, so... Till next time, enjoy the build-up to the 2018 World Cup.